Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's focus for Saturday, March the 18th, 2023, at 11.43 a.m. Central Time. Today's focus, Ezekiel chapter 40 through chapter 48. Today's focus is Ezekiel chapter 40, chapter 40 through chapter 48. That's probably the correct way to say that. Today's focus is Ezekiel chapter 40 through chapter 48. I want you to focus on that today, and it fits perfectly with what we did yesterday for today's focus. Remember yesterday, we talked about rebuilding the temple, and I played a little bit of a podcast known as Understanding the Times, right? Understanding the Times. I told everyone to go find that podcast, listen to the latest episode where they talk about rebuilding the temple, and then we I gave you some assignments, right? I gave you the assignment to listen to the rest of that podcast episode, and I also gave you the assignment of finding all the Bible verses you could that you thought would support the idea of rebuilding the temple, a third temple, or all the verses that you think would would argue against it. Now, this, I know this subject, you know, someone's salvation does not hinge on it. Someone's salvation is not dependent on it, but it does greatly impact how you interpret large sections of scripture, right? Because you're either like, wait a minute, wait a minute, these things are going to happen at this period of time, and a, a new temple must be rebuilt for these things to happen. Or you look at some of those events and some of those things and some of that language, and you're like, no, 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 no. That's not going to literally happen. That's going to happen in a figurative way, in a spiritual way. No, that's not going to happen for Israel. That's going to happen for the church. And so this becomes a major hermeneutical issue. It greatly impacts how you read large sections of scripture, and it greatly impacts how you understand maybe the distinction between Israel and the church, or you don't believe there's a distinction, whatever the case may be. There are, it has, even though it may seem like a a, a major secondary issue, and I don't even like that term, because if it's in the Bible, it's not secondary, right? I understand what we mean by that. In other words, it's our, our salvation is not dependent on it. So we'll say it's secondary, but sometimes when we say it's secondary, I think we treat it as if it's not suffi- it's not significant or it's not important. But if it's in God's word, it's not secondary. It's important. Everything in God's word is primary because it's the word of God. It's the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God. So we have to take it seriously. I understand that we may not say Hey, your your salvation is dependent upon this. Or if you believe different uh, differently than me in this subject, you're a heretic. I'm not saying it always has to reach that level, but it has to be treated with the utmost respect, reverence, and we have to take it serious because it's right here in the Word of God. So yesterday, I hope you I hope you at least worked on part of those assignments. I hope you looked up the Understanding the Times podcast with Jan Markell. You found the latest episode on rebuilding the temple, and you at least listened to the first 30 minutes, all right? And then I hope you started trying to compile your list of scriptures that you thought, this proves there's going to be a third temple, 
And these scriptures prove there's not going to be a third temple. Now, on that podcast episode that we reviewed a little bit of, we did, I, at least I found it interesting that they put forth the idea that not only will there be a third temple, there will be a fourth temple, right? We have Solomon's temple, Herod's temple. Those are in the past. Herod's temple is destroyed in 70 AD. We currently have no temple in Jerusalem, obviously, right? So that they, they, the belief is that there will be a third temple, and sometimes that's referred to as the tribulation temple. Some may even refer to it as the Antichrist temple, because the Antichrist supposedly, according to at least this view of eschatology, will enter into that temple in the middle of the tri- tribulation and declare himself to be God. Right now, so a lot of people is like, well, there's that one, and then some people believe that there will be a fourth temple that was that that will be referred to as the millennial temple. So that would argue that you need to find scripture to prove that there's going to be a third and a fourth. But I, for the way I'm approaching this, is I'm not here to try to get into a never-ending dispute trying to figure out these scriptures is for number three and those scriptures are for number four. I'm just trying to find scripture to say that there will be a literal temple built sometime in the future. Different from Solomon, different from the uh, the temple of Herod. And when I say different, different in the sense that it's it's going to be a new one. It's not going to be, it's it's not referencing those temples of the past. It's referencing a temple that's still not yet built and, and it will be re, it will be built in the future, and it will be literal. Now, there's a lot on that podcast episode that we reviewed yesterday. The, the, the I mean, they basically came up with Daniel nine, Matthew twenty four, Second Thessalonians, and I think Revelation eleven. Those were their their go to passages that I think they repeated three times. Maybe four times you would have to go back and count. They didn't really read them or really study them in in, 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 in an in-depth way, but they just kind of threw these scriptures out as being the scriptures that supported this idea. And I'm not convinced that, I'm definitely not convinced the Matthew 24 or the Second Thessalonians passage proves that another temple is going to be uh, rebuilt or built. I, I definitely, I call those into question. And in our study of Matthew 24, I, I think I, I put forth uh, some good arguments against that position. The Daniel 9, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you go read Daniel 9. Revelation 11, now that may be, that that could be somewhat interesting. So if you read the book of Revelation and a temple is mentioned, well, then we have to ask a couple of questions. Was the book of Revelation written prior to 70 AD when Herod's temple was destroyed? All right. Okay. All right. Okay, good. Someone just says, looking at Revelation uh, 11, this is interesting for sure. Okay, good. So Revelation 11, the question would be, okay, if it mentioned, you could do this. In the book of Revelation, is the temple mentioned? And if a temple is mentioned in the book of Revelation, you have to ask yourself some questions. Was the book of Revelation written prior to 70 AD? So it's simply referencing the temple that existed at that time, which would have been Herod's temple. Or was the book of Revelation written after 70 AD? And if it was, well, then it's either looking back or it's looking to some future time, meaning a temple, another temple would have to be built. Or you say whenever it's mentioning a temple, it's not referencing a literal temple, it's figurative, it's allegorical, it's spiritual, it's not literal, all right? 
Uh, okay. Okay, this, someone just said, Temple uh, with the two witnesses, who would uh, who would they have uh, even been in a preterist view? Now, that's good. The preterist view would say that that's referencing something that happened prior to 70 AD, and you would have to determine that. So the th- I think to me, the main thing to figure out is when was the book of Revelation written? That, that to me is where you need to direct your research first and foremost. And we did a little bit of this in our study on Matthew 24, if I remember correctly. We looked at a little of the dating of the book of Revelation because it led to these questions. And I think you'll find that the majority, I mean, you grab all the commentaries, Bible handbooks, dictionaries, I think the majority are going to say Revelation was written after 70 AD. So I think the preterist view for Revelation becomes majorly problematic at that point. Or you'd have to say that Revelation is not prophetic, it's actually historical, just referring to historical events in spiritual, allegorical, apocalyptic language, which would be really interesting in trying to interpret that way. So Revelation 11 may be a a very good passage to, to consider in regards to a possible temple. But here's what I want you to do today. As you continue to work on those assignments, here's what I want you to do today. Today, I want you, as much as possible, to read Ezekiel chapter 40 to chapter 48. Now, I know it's a tedious read. It's not the most dramatic. It's not the most exciting. But I want you to read those eight chapters. Now, I know I know, I did a podcast episode about the possible dangers of Bible apps. But in this particular case, please pull up your favorite Bible app and at least listen to Ezekiel 40, chapter 40 through chapter 48, over and over and over. Try to listen to it seven times today. Just sit back and just listen to it. And I want you to hear what is happening here. And I'm just going to read a little bit of Ezekiel chapter 40, and you'll see why. In fact, my Bible, look what's interesting. My Bible, uh, it gives a title for Ezekiel chapter 40. And guess what it's referred to? The New Temple. In the 20th, 5th year, in the 25th year of our exile, at the beginning of the year, on the 10th day of the month, and the 14th year after Jerusalem had been captured, on that very day, the Lord's hand was on me and he brought me there. In visions of God, he took me to the land of Israel, set me down on a very high mountain, and on its southern slope was a structure resembling a city. He brought me there, and I saw a man whose appearance was like bronze with a linen cord and a measuring rod in his hand. He was standing by the city gate. He spoke to me, son of man, look with your eyes. Listen with your ears and pay attention to everything I'm going to show you for you've been brought here so that I might show it to you. Report everything you see to the house of Israel. Now look look carefully. Verse 5, Ezekiel 40, verse 5. Now there was a wall surrounding the outside of the temple and it begins to give all of these measurements and all of these details and it goes on for basically eight chapters. Chapter 40 to chapter 48 is measurement, description, measurement, description, measurement, description. Now the question that should face should come to mind to every good Bible student is, wait a minute, 
Is this describing a literal temple? If it is, was it the temple rebuilt after they came out of, say, Babylonian captivity, right? Which would ultimately be known as, as well, Herod's temple. We could have Zerubbabel involved. We could get into who built it, but it's sometimes referred to as Herod's temple. Is this the second temple being described? Is this the second temple? I think most will say, if you look at the measurements, you look at the description, there is no way this was that temple that stood when Jesus walked the earth. This is not that temple. This is something different. Others will say, no, no, no. It's not even describing a literal temple. This is a spiritual thing. It's not a literal thing. It's never going to exist. This is describing the church. This is describing something spiritual and there's all kinds of different ways of interpreting it. How do you, what I want you to do is not go straight to commentaries or Bible handbooks or Bible dictionaries. I want you just to read it for yourself and see if you hear anything just in the reading of it that you would go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not the second temple. There's no way. There's no way. I want you just through the process of reading and observation to eliminate Ezekiel 40 through 48 as describing the second temple. Now, once you, if you can eliminate it just from your reading and observation, then that only leaves you two options. You have to spiritualize this to death, or you have to say, I don't know how, don't know when, don't know where. This has got to be referring to some kind of third temple, some kind of future temple. Now, remember, if you spiritualize these eight chapters, right? That that's going to greatly that that says a lot about your hermeneutic. That's going to say a lot about your hermeneutic. I'm going to read from one article in regards to this. I'm going to give you another assignment as well, because we're 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 coming up to all kinds of assignments over the, the last couple of days. We've kind of stumbled into this really wasn't my intention for us to get all into this. But, you know, that's. That's the wonderful thing I love about this podcast is we just kind of go wherever it takes us. All right. Um, here we go. The question, here's, here's how one article puts it. The question is when and how will the vision of Ezekiel's temple be fulfilled? Should we look for a literal fulfillment or is the vision symbolic of the future perfection of God's presence among his people? Has it already been fulfilled or is it, or is the fulfillment still future? If Ezekiel's temple is future, will it be fulfilled in the church age, the millennium, or the eternal state? The answer to these questions will be determined, most likely, by the interpreter's presuppositions regarding the literal or symbolic nature of prophecy and fulfillment. Among the for, uh, uh, arguing for a literal fulfillment of the prophecy of Ezekiel's temple are the numerous details of Ezekiel's vision and the specific dimensions of the temple. If the vision is to be literally fulfilled, then the fulfillment must be future for nothing like what is described in Ezekiel 40 through 48 has taken place up to this point. The dimensions of Ezekiel's temple are far larger than the temple in Jesus' day and that temple was a grand structure. There we go. That's what I want you. I want you to see that for yourself, though. But read Ezekiel 40 through 48 and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Clearly, this has never happened. I think everyone agrees that if you if you take Ezekiel 40 through 48 and you take it literally, you're not, you're gonna be like, okay, that's not the second temple. This has never existed. 
then you're left with, how do I spiritualize this? Or it has to be future. It has to be future. All right. Um, Most who expect a literal fulfillment of Ezekiel's temple expect it to be erected in the millennial kingdom. All right. And so some would say that Ezekiel 40 through 48 is the millennial temple. It's the millennial temple. It's not the the temple of the tribulation. Now, to me, I'm not here to get into a never-ending fight about the third or the fourth temple. I just want to know, all I want to be able to establish biblically is there's going to be at least another temple built, period, right? We we know Solomon's and Herod's is gone. 70 AD, the second temple is destroyed. Now, here, there's going to be another, there's going to be another one. I think trying to get into a fight between third and fourth is not is not as helpful just because there's already so much disagreement about all of this that if we can simply establish, hey guys, there has to be a third one. There has to be. And I think Ezekiel 40 through 48, um, uh, I, I think Ezekiel 40 through 48 clearly to me demands something. It demands, and I don't, just don't know how you can spiritualize it. In the figurative view of Ezekiel's temple, the prophet's vision simply reiterates that God will once again dwell with his people. And I see that's where I have a problem. People who take a, a figurative view is like, oh, this just simply is just a eight chapter description of the fact that God is one day going to once again uh, dwell with his people. That just seems crazy. Eight chapters with measurements, descriptions, and all it and every single one of those verses, I'm sup- simply supposed to interpret as well. One day, God's going to dwell with His people again. Wait, how do I interpret this? One day, God's going to dwell with. How do I interpret this part? One day, God's going to dwell with His people again. It seems bizarre to me that my hermeneutic would take all of this description, all of this information, and then simply say, "Hey, it's figurative for God's going to dwell with His people again." I, that's where I have a hard time. That's where I have a hard time. I just, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I don't know. I have a hard time. Uh, you, but again, you read it for yourself. You read it for yourself. I want you today, your focus is to read these eight chapters over and over and over again. I don't know how many times you can read them today. That's why I'm challenging you to, to use your Bible app in this case, because I know it's the weekend. I know you're busy, but if you just, if you're busy doing anything, if you can just turn it on and just boom, there you go. Just find your favorite Bible app and hit play. If it, you're using the blue letter Bible app, you can set it to read it to you seven times. You can go Ezekiel 40, read it to you seven times. Go to Ezekiel 41, read it to you seven times. And and then just, you just, look, you don't, you don't need to listen to anyone else. You don't need to listen to all the debates. You can just, I, I just, when, by the time it's done, I want you to just say, you know, there's just no way. There's no way that's, we know it's, put it this way. We know the temple that's described in Ezekiel 40 through 48 has never been built. We know that. We know it doesn't met, fit the, the measurements and the description of what stood when Jesus walked the earth and was destroyed in 70 AD, we know that. In fact, you can look at the language of Ezekiel 40 through 48 and, and ask 
or and 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 you can look, at least look for this. Is there any hints that the temple in Ezekiel forty through forty eight is something that's going to last forever or something that's going to be destroyed? Now that could lead to a different hermeneutical problem, but we won't talk about that right now. Right? Just I want you to just and 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 I'm and I mean you can make a chart if you want. I mean I mean if for those who love to go crazy, Ezekiel forty through forty eight. In a sense, make a chart clearly giving all, I mean, summarizing all of the details. Here are the measurements. Here's the outer wall. Here's this wall. Here's the inner court. Here's this. Here's the, and like, and just literally have a description of the whole thing charted out. So then there, there can never be any dispute about, you know, what, what it is. Uh, you know, you can say, look, here, here is this temple. It clearly isn't the temple a Herod's temple. We know, obviously, we know it's not Solomon's temple. We know, obviously, we know it's not Solomon's temple. I mean, that was gone, uh, you know. So, yeah, we we you you can you can do a little bit of you can do a little bit of research uh, here. I think you can determine that clearly what Ezekiel is describing is not Solomon's temple. Right? I think we can. I think that's easy to 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 just do so from a biblical chronological order. I think you can figure that out. Clearly, I don't think we. I think we can clearly prove it's not Herod's temple. So then we're left with figurative or literal. Literal, it's future. And if it's figurative, you got to explain to me why we have eight chapters giving measurements to something that's not literal. It just seems odd to me. That's your, that's part of your assignment. There's one more part of your assignment today. At some point today, or maybe this coming week, grab the Sermons 2.0 app. The Sermons 2.0 app. Type in Ezekiel chapter 40 in the search bar and just find, just randomly choose sermons or just choose one sermon, just randomly. Just if you just want to scroll, close your eyes and point whatever shows up and start listening to it. And then I want you to share what sermon you chose, right? You can email me newsif at yahoo.com newsif at yahoo.com. Don't, don't look at the name of the church. Don't look at the name. Don't look at the denomination. Don't look at, you know, whether it's Presbyterian or bat, just, just Ezekiel 40. You're going to, I think you're going to have to hit, hit see all because there's so many of them. And just, you can just kind of swipe up, scroll, and then just wherever it stops, just close your eyes and press play. And that's the one you're going to listen to. Just listen to one. Just listen to one. And then you'll get whatever perspective they put forth. And then you can, you'll, you'll be able to hear, but you, but here's the great thing about it. Whatever perspective they give you, you've already listened and read Ezekiel 40 through 48, seven times. Like I'm really challenging you this seven time rule. And then whatever they say, you can be like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ezekiel 43 says this, Ezekiel 44 says this, Ezekiel, you're going to know it, which then just helps you not be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. To me, personally, the use of Matthew 24 for a third temple or a fourth temple is massively problematic and mishandles Matthew 24 in a very, I think, dangerous way because it misses the entire context of the chapter. Second Thessalonians, I understand why you would want to go there, but when you start studying a little bit of church history, you realize there were some crazy things going on inside the temple leading right up to 70 AD. There were, there were people, I mean, there were things going on. We talked about that in our Matthew 24 study. 
Daniel 9, I mean, good luck with Daniel 9. Revelation 11, I think is, I think is, is, is very important and good, but I think Ezekiel 40 through 48 is really where the issue, to me, that's where the issue should be, should be decided is what do you do with, I mean, that's eight chapters. That's not a verse. That's not two verse. That's eight chapters describing a temple. Okay, I just, I can't go, oh, that's just eight chapters to simply say one day God's going to dwell with his people again. I, I, dad, I have, I don't know if I can work my hermeneutic that way. And if the eight chapters at the end of Ezekiel are not literal, then how much of the rest of Ezekiel is not literal? And then what about Isaiah? What about Jeremiah? What about Daniel? You start, you start kind of down a, a dangerous slope. So today, today's focus for March the 18th, 2023, is Ezekiel 40 through 48. Please, 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 please. I know you're busy. I know you're busy. I know you're busy. I know you're busy. But just remember, it doesn't take a lot of time to do this. I just opened my iPad. I went to the YouVersion Bible app. I went to Bible. I went to Ezekiel. I went to chapter 40. And I did this. Ezekiel 40. In the five and twentieth year of our captivity, in the beginning of the year, in the tenth day of the month, in the fourteenth year after that, the city was smitten. In the selfsame day, the hand of the Lord was upon me. There you go. Doesn't take a lot to do that. Doesn't take a lot to do that. Or I can go to the Blue Letter Bible app. I can go to the Blue Letter Bible app. I can hit Old Testament. I can go to Ezekiel. I can go to chapter 40. I can tap on verse 1. Start KJV narrated audio. Listen to chapter. Chapter 40. In the five and twentieth year of our captivity, in the beginning of the year, in the tenth day of the month, in the fourteenth year, after that the city was smitten, in the selfsame day the hand of the Lord was upon me and brought me thither. In the visions of God brought he me into the land. And then I can listen to it there. All right. So those those are very simple. Those are very, very simple to do. If you need to do that. And then Sermons 2.0 app. Please download the Sermons 2.0 app. Please download the Sermons 2.0 app. Please, 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 please. If you are... Chapter 39. Therefore, thou son of man... All right. I accidentally went back to chapter 39. If you go to your app store of choice, you go to your app store of choice, I'm just going to see how easy it is to find, and you go Sermons 2.0... There it is, Sermons 2.0. Download it, and then once you download it, do a search for Ezekiel 40. It's going to give you like four or five sermons, but up to the right, it should say see all. Click on see all. You're going to have like a, I don't know, a large number. Just scroll and just just randomly choose one. And whichever one, just listen to it. There you have it. If you do download the Sermons 2.0 app, hey, don't forget to follow Theology Central. 
come on, you got to follow us. Come on, you have to, right? You have to follow us. Come on, right? Please do that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, make, make good use of the Sermons 2.0 app. Look, when, you, when we, are ha- we have a, t- a reference tool like that, we, we, should take, we should take advantage of it, right? It's awesome that basically you've got millions of sermons literally available to you 24-7 on any subject. And, and the search function for the Sermons 2.0 app, I think, is relatively good. You can pr- pretty much find anything you're looking for. And it's free. You don't have to pay $200, $300 a month for it. It's free. And so just uh, utilize it whenever you're, whenever you're studying anything and you're like, okay, I've done my study. I've done, I've done this. Now I need, I need to hear what others have said. You just go to sermons 2.0 up 2.0 app, look it up and hit play. And there you go. All right. I'm getting, I'm getting notifications about some horrible event happening somewhere on my police scanner app. Yeah, I don't know which, I don't know where that's at. I don't know which county that is. I don't know. So, all right. I know that you don't care about that, but all of a sudden I got distracted. See, that's what happens about having a mobile device. That is one bad thing about it. All right. There you go. If you didn't go listen to the Understanding the Times podcast episode that I told you about yesterday, please go do that. Remember, look up all the scriptures that you think either proves or dis both both proves and disproves the existence or the building of a third temple. All right, please continue to work on that. And then today, I want you to just work on Ezekiel forty through forty eight, and then I want you to go to Sermons two point app two point app and do a random search for Ezekiel forty and just choose a sermon without even really looking or paying attention to the name of it or anything. Just whichever one you close your eyes and you point down which whichever one you touch on your screen, that is the one you're supposed to listen to. And then, of course, you know what I want you to do. I want you to email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. I want you to tell me what you found. And please, 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 one other thing you can do today. Go to the Apple App Store, the Google Play Store. Do a search for Faith Life, all run together, Faith Life, Faith Life, Faith Life, if I can speak correctly. Download that app. Once you do, do a search for Theology Central. Look for the Theology Central that's labeled a church, not a radio show. I I still don't know why there's two. I don't know why there's two accounts. I can't figure out how to get to the other account or get rid of it so that it'll be easier to find. But look for Theology Central and then follow us. And then you can post thoughts or comments there as well. There you go. I want to say so much more about Ezekiel 40 through 48, but we'll stop for now. All right, you can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. That is your today's focus for Saturday, March the 18th, 2023.